this podcast will fail. And that's probably okay. And then again, I could be wrong. So, who really knows? Episode 70. Seven zero times that I have said that this podcast will fail. But then again, I'm just some guy. I, I'm nobody. I'm some dude. And I'm here to share my thoughts on the world and my experiences in life. So in that context, who I am is really not all that relevant. So, hi. How are you? How's your day? I came today to pick up on a thread that I thought I was going to pick up on yesterday and I ended up uh, going off on a different tangent than I expected and that that happens with this podcast is what I found. A lot of times I go in thinking I know exactly what I'm going to talk about and my mind takes me in a different direction and realizes there's a more important thread uh, than I originally uh, intended to cover. So that's where we were yesterday. I am working through childhood experiences and how they have informed my life. And uh, I started this conversation last Thursday, I guess. Kind of talked about my first experience um, with with violence uh, in my life. And how that led me to... um, my first set of real friends (laughs) out of tragedy comes connection. And, uh, so the neighborhood that I grew up in turned out to not be safe, uh, for me to, to be in. So started spending more time, uh, in a different part of town, started connecting with a bunch of neighborhood kids and started to form those first real friendships in life. And that and that's interesting to me because I'm like 13 years old at this point. 12, 12, 13. Just about to start my high school life. Not really any friends in school. Um, I, I had one or two that I would consider to be good friends in all those years of primary, elementary school. But they they were never friends outside of the school setting. They were just the people that I was cool with when I was in the building. And I don't know if that's um, is that is that unusual? Is that normal for you know school age kids to not really connect with anybody outside of school? Right? You know, I'm going to see you at homeroom tomorrow. Oh, but let's talk tonight at eight. Or you're coming over to my house. I I never experienced that. I never. Um, hung out with or spent time with anybody from school, outside of school. So so here I am being exposed now to all these different neighborhood kids. And uh, one individual in particular, his name was Jason. I'm not even making up fake names anymore. I'm just telling you his name, Jason. Uh, I don't even know. I, I can't tell you. Memory <clears throat> doesn't quite serve in how, how Jason and I ended up uh, becoming such good friends. Um, I'm not really sure. I know that for the majority of the, of the time that we were friends, though, some, some several seminal years, uh, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship, (laughs) friendship. 
Jason came from uh, a little bit more wealth and means than I did. And Jason uh, was was looking to connect with a friend that he could flaunt his ability to, to have nice things and pay for things. And uh, so he actually lived, lived in like the more affluent suburb on the other side of uh, the river. Um, but he would come into the city to stay with his grandmother on the weekends <clears throat> in the neighborhood where we were hanging out. So grandma would always have a $20 bill for him <laughs> to, you know, go buy sodas or go to the movies or uh, treat his friends. <clears throat> and primarily that was, that was me. And I just kind of followed. I, 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 I settled into very much being a follower. Um, when it came to uh, my friendship with this individual. And it's it's in that first year, age 12 to 13, that uh, with the help of Jason and a couple of other key players in the neighborhood, I was introduced to the experience of getting drunk as opposed to the experience of seeing drunk adults, um, which I talked about a couple episodes ago or back at the beginning of the month, actually <clears throat> season, um, two or season four, episode two, <laughs> please reference that, um, as to my first experiences with people drinking, but now it was me. Now I had access to these wonderful substances, uh, that would, um, provide me with more fun and more experiences and started me down that path. I think it was in an apartment where one of my brothers was living and there was beer and somebody just let me grab a, a can of beer. I remember, I know I, I could go over there right now. Like if I wasn't at work or on my lunch hour, I could literally drive to that apartment complex right now. And I know exactly which apartment it was, what building it was on the first floor uh, on the uh, left-hand side <laughs> of the entrance where that happened. It also was convenient that uh, Jason's grandmother kind of left all of his late grandfather's things alone. One of the things that was left alone was in the basement was a liquor cabinet, an unlocked liquor cabinet, mind you. And that started us down uh, an even more interesting path on those those weekends where I would I would trudge or bike my way three or four blocks east and hook up with the kids and start figuring out what are we going to do tonight and how are we getting drunk. That was that was age thirteen. Age 14, um, we had a, a couple of different sources. Uh, there was a there was an individual, a young adult. Uh, this guy had to be in his early 20s. Uh, that was desperate to hang out with people, so he was happy to buy beer and go hang out with the teenagers who would 
give him the damn time of day. And he kind of knew that he, he understood the, the nature of that relationship. I, I think he knew how pathetic it was that the only people that wanted to associate w- with him were a bunch of punk kids who only did so because he would buy them beer. Nothing good. <laughs> Nothing good ever really came out of um, those extended weekly uh, binge drinking experiences at that young age. Uh, I, I have I have a list of several specific things um, that I've never really talked about. Um, and I and I I hope you'll forgive me. I'm trying to work up to talking about them, but they are difficult for me. There's some particular uh, low points that I experienced and that I, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I had been a, a blackout drunk. I was not a I was not a blackout drunk. I was a I was a volume drinker. I could I could put down more than my share of liquid courage in many forms. And I, I really had nobody around me that was discouraging these things. Um, my next oldest brother, the one that I just talked about yesterday, he was another one that was was not not in that context, not that much different from me. He was focused on getting his hands on on booze and hanging out with his buddies, and he was more than happy to um, give me access whenever possible. Um, I remember the one time uh, that I think he might have recognized that, well, hold on, this is this this might not be right, <clears throat> was uh, we got to go to a concert. I can't remember who the hell, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. It was some 90s um, hair metal, but, but the weak kind of hair metal, like, uh, I don't think it was the band winger. Um, but it was, it was one of those extreme or somebody, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I could remember. And it, it's like, I heard the name of the band now I would know. And because the name of that band <laughs> that whole night, um, yeah, a little ridiculous. There was plenty of, um, beer consumed before we even headed to the venue. I actually, to be honest with you, I don't know how old I was. And I think I've I've said enough times in the past that I I struggle with with years and dates and ages. Uh, You've probably heard me correct myself more than a dozen times where I'm not sure how old I was. Uh, Somewhere between the age of, of, that one had to be 14, 15, maybe. Um, and there was, there was, uh, all kinds of, uh, drinking beforehand. Uh, we got to the concert and somehow, some way, one of his buddies got his hands on an extremely large souvenir cup worth of beer. Like I'm talking one of the big 64 ounces or something like that. And that ended up in my hands <clears throat> and that didn't last because that's how it was. I, uh, when I consumed, I, I consumed with 
great enthusiasm for the greatest possible volume um, with the intent of getting as as bleary-eyed, ridiculous, stumbling, funny, drunk as I could get. Uh, that, that night sticks out, uh, because on the way home, I was in the back of somebody's, uh, pickup truck or might be, no, it was a back of an SUV or something like that. It, it, it still had like the, 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 the window in the back, you know, like a cap would be on a, on a pickup truck or, you know, the back window of an SUV that raises up and it was like flopping loose and I was going to hurl and I did. And unfortunately I hurled all over the bumper of this poor person's car. And, uh, that wasn't good. And I think, I think I remember being told later that I, (laughs) the alcohol and the stomach acid literally like left a stain on that person's bumper. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And that's mild. That's, that's like, um, as absurd as it sounds, that's actually, um, one of the happier, (laughs) one of the happier memories. Um, I will say this, I'll I'll put this down for the record is, uh, intimate as my relationship with alcohol was, I was completely adverse to, uh, anything else, anything, no, no other hard drugs. Um, the boys, uh, reached a point where, um, marijuana cannabis became part of the equation. I had no interest. I couldn't stand the smell of it. I wasn't interested in that experience. I didn't want to get uh, high. I didn't want to be happy, sleepy, dopey, um, weed high. I just, that, that, that held no interest for me whatsoever. I wanted to be happy, stupid, excited, you know, uh, bouncy drunk. That's what I wanted. So I can distinctly remember, uh, one time in particular where they, they wanted me to get high and I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I have no interest guys. I don't even want to be around this. I don't, uh, this is not what I'm looking for. And I was mad because then they were giving me a hard time. And, uh, I finally said then, you know, F all of you. And I grabbed what was left of a 12 pack of beer and, and, uh, it don't I don't remember how many were left, and I walked out, <laughs> and I I walked across the street into the park uh, in the playground area that we always hung out in, and um, I proceeded to finish the night drinking alone outside, and waking up outside by myself under under a monkey bars. So that's a banner moment. Uh, no, I, I didn't, I didn't have any interest, uh, in any way in, in getting high. We had one individual in the group, um, Billy. Well, no, was it Billy? It was Billy. Yeah, it was Billy. Uh, and yeah, he was, he was a dwarf and he, once we found out and got word that he had gotten into, uh, cocaine and this, this is the, such a weird basis of morality, but we would not stand for it. Like, hold on. No, 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 no. We drink. You goddamn right. We drink. And many of us, we smoke. Yeah. You know, we're good with that. But snorting cocaine is a bridge too far, sir. No, 
and oh god <clears throat> one afternoon completely bleary eyed um we went to Billy's apartment Miami mean, lived in an apartment with his mom he was he was our age uh and we found him um sprawled out face down you know upside down face down on the you know the wrong end of his bed just and just you know cocaine dust all over a table next to him and it's one of those hard parts so give me a second um we pummeled him we beat the living shit out of him and uh we were mad we were all legitimately mad at this kid for having done cocaine it is just so completely absurd i just i haven't i haven't said that out loud and i don't know that i've shared that experience with anyone that I can remember. I don't know. Maybe I told my wife about it once when we were young, but we left that kid bloody and passed out on his bed. I told him never again. Don't do it. We'll kill you. It's so completely absurd. <clears throat> so we moved on. And um I don't I don't think anything ever came of it after that. I don't remember I don't have any specific memory of coming across um that situation again. And, and Billy was still part of the group for a while, at least a couple more years. And I, again, I'll, I'll apologize. I don't know how old I was. I don't remember. I, I can only guess that, that was <clears throat> either age 14 or 15-ish because those were those peak dark years for me. That was when so much of my time and energy was devoted to um, getting drunk and dealing with things that way. But even that is not, <laughs> that's not the bottom. Um, I guess I, I guess I, 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 I keep trying to work through some of this stuff uh, throughout the course of the next couple days here. And I, I can only hope that you will continue to um, grant me uh, leave to do so. And, and uh, I appreciate the time that you spend. I think I need to stop because I'm getting like shaky and nervous thinking back on some of this stuff. So I'm going to end it here Whew. and uh, go back to the real world and real life for a few minutes here. So uh, thank you. If you um, did spend any time with me here today, listening to my confessional, my dashboard confessional here in the front seat of the car, I, I am grateful for your time. I hope wherever you are that you and yours are safe and are healthy. And I will come back and talk to you more tomorrow and uh have a good one